Greetings, oddballs. I'm Quest. I'm Shay, and this is Tiz Odd Podcast. that brown sugar is just white sugar with molasses mixed into it yeah i did know that what i I actually thought it was just molasses maybe that maybe there's like it is molasses it's molasses yeah i did know that i just found out like last year i don't know why i didn't know that already i don't know like i you just don't think about these things like when you're growing up and you're making a cake or whatever cookies and you're just like brown sugar it's like huh wonder why it's brown sugar. Like, yeah. I don't understand what the difference. You can, tell, taste- you can taste the difference. For oh, sure. yeah. It tastes like heaven. Yeah. I love brown sugar. And then powdered sugar is just powdered sugar. Powdered <laughs> sugar. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Uh-huh. What is powdered sugar? You just, it's like. Is it ground up, granulated real fine. sugar? Yeah. That's all it is. Huh. Okay. That made me mad. Why? I don't know. I'm like, I feel like I've been screwed over. Oh, my gosh. I have a funny story about powdered sugar. Oh, tell me. So I remember in middle school, this kid brought in a bag of powdered sugar to school. And everybody was, like, really confused as to why. And he was trying to be, like, act all cool and pretend it was cocaine. Wow. Yeah. This was, like, seventh or eighth grade, I think. I think it was eighth grade. Because we were at the top of the bleachers. Miss Nutter came up there and was like, what's going on up here? Well, for whatever reason, he had the bag of it open and one of his buddies took it and took his hand t- sorry i like i'm the, like i, can't I pulled anything. the mic away from my face to like demonstrate and that was stupid he pulled he like took his hands and like smacked the bag up and powdered sugar went everywhere in the <gasps> air it was like a big cloud it was like poof and miss nutter was like right there and oh. she saw it and she was like get to the principal's office it was hilarious he got kicked out for like three days Jeez. for bringing powdered sugar to school it was hilarious you're not allowed to bring fake drugs in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. He probably would have got less uh, punishment if it was real drugs. <laughs> <laughs> His parents would have just gotten in trouble. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's it. So what do you got for us today? This is going to be pretty cool because we haven't done a good cryptid episode in a minute. So I need it for my soul. I have 10 cryptids or urban legends, whatever, <clears throat> from India. Oh, okay. I don't know why I said ow instead of just oh. Oh, that's what I meant to say. As usual, you're going to have to bear with me on the pronunciation of some things because these words are wild and a lot of vowels, you know. I definitely wouldn't do any better because considering I said Lancelin as a French word, (laughs) nobody said anything to me about it. So I'm just going to pretend that it's fine. We haven't heard any crap yet. Okay, the first one is called a Pugo. He's a stinking, headless monster of the Philippines. And they haunt deserted buildings and chase humans sometimes, causing them to like just lose their ever-loving mind. They eat centipedes and snakes. And they're also shapeshifters. They'll often take the shape of a hog or a dog or a fog. Not that last one. I just... (laughs) Wanted to rhyme for a second there. Bog. Okay. (laughs) And they'll just be like a headless human just in general. Its most common appearance has been known to be a solid black headless ogre-like creature. And it can run at inhuman speeds. 
it's mostly harmless, but it will steal women's underwear whenever they're hanging out online. Oh my gosh. That's just silly. <laughs> Classic panty rape. Why is he headless? I don't like, know. I don't understand. There's a lot of headless urban legends in India and the Philippines. I feel like things with heads are scarier than headless things. I absolutely disagree with you on that. <laughs> Ew. I don't know. If they're headless, then they don't have teeth. But think about this. Think about you're at, it's nighttime and you're standing in the middle of the road. And there's a man on the other side of the road from you. And he just like slowly turns his body and starts sprinting towards you. Okay, now he's headless. What's scarier? Yeah, but what's scarier? A headless man on the side of the road or a man with like giant sharp teeth? Like, like that's a different ah. story. That's a different. Well, that's how my brain works. <laughs> Number two is a buso. Oh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. They're ugly ogres of the Philippines that have curly hair, one eye, and a large mouth with two protruding teeth. Oh, they lurk in graveyard trees and eat the flesh of the dead. Sounds like Max's husband. It does, actually. <laughs> they also send diseases to kill unsuspecting humans. Shrines and offerings are normally made to the Buso in an attempt to kill. To kill? To kill. No, to keep him from attacking. Uh, they're also sometimes associated with Tabang and Burkan, which are the ghosts of evil souls. Funny story. When I was reading about this guy and I saw the name Tabang, Mm-hmm. I totally thought I said teabag and I was going like my whole brain flipped on what this guy does. And I was like, that's just r- not only is he going to eat the flesh of the dead, but he's also going to come teabag you when you like, oh, that's, that's just messed up. It's like that new TikTok trend where people are putting that little clip of Batman teabagging uh, Robin. And it's like, oh, I don't know if I've seen that. I haven't really been on TikTok lately. I've Uh, had enough of it. I'm on it way too much, honestly. (laughs) So number three is the Pontiac. Oh, Pontiac, not Pontiac. Because when I Googled it. That's exactly what popped up was a lot of Pontiacs. Oh, nice. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Grand Prix. <laughs> Grand Prix. That's hilarious. Pontiacac is a horrifying female vampire ghost that stalks the jungles of Malaysia and Indonesia. Um, she feeds on the blood of children and usually takes the form of a pregnant woman who's unable to give birth to a child. I don't know what that means. Like, she's just continually always pregnant. <laughs> You're like, that's a nightmare. That gave me the shivers more than <laughs> You'd be this like, I, I'd haunt people, too, I would, if I was like that. I'm definitely going to kill somebody. Signs that the Pontiacac is nearby include the sound of an infant crying and the smell of a decaying corpse or plumeria flowers. I'm not familiar <laughs> with flowers, so. I don't know flowers either, but. Maybe it's like an Indian flower. I'm just hoping that it doesn't smell like dead corpses. I imagine the plumeria flower is probably purple with little yellow things in the middle. Okay. I pictured like a red flower with orange in the middle. See, you're wrong though. Okay. Well, that's fine. Number four is going to sound pretty familiar to us. It's a Nagini. Oh, I know. I remember that one. Women from the waist up and the tail of a snake. They're incredibly beautiful and wise and sometimes marry mortal princes there are stories of Naga, which is the male version, and the Nagini all through South and East Asia. But the urban legend is what inspired the character from Harry Potter. Oh, that's, see, that's where I was wondering. Yes. J.K. Rowling got real weird about it. 
As she does with a lot of different things. Like she got really weird about what Nagini. Did she say? So people were really conflicted with the idea that there was an Asian character mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter series. And they had an issue with it because she was so like a lot of people called her racist because there wasn't a lot of diversity in the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Was it because it wasn't Indian? No. It didn't say anything like that. I don't know. The whole article was really confusing. Pretty much anything about, like, the wizarding world is going to be, like, crazy. Yeah, because people get so offended. I'm like, it's literally a a fictional story. Yeah. Calm down. I love it like, just as much as anybody. don't cast Crucio on me, okay? No, like, everybody just chill. Calm down. <laughs> don't go casting Crucio. Okay? <laughs> Seriously. Like, don't get Peter Pot mad. It's fine. <laughs> So these strong semi-divine beings are able to change their form and and to be just completely human or completely serpentine. And though they can be dangerous to humans, they're more often really helpful. The Naga have their own underground kingdom known as Naga Loka or Patala Loka, said to be filled with beautiful gem decorated palaces. Oh, wow. Number five is Layak. It's a vampire-like creature that seems like a normal human, but at night they seek human entrails um, so that they can brew a liquor that gives them the power to shapeshift. Um, Sounds like me, actually. They take what they need from cemeteries or even sleeping people. They can also have the form of a flying head with the entrails still attached. Ew, I don't like that at all. Don't ever look up with your mouth open. You don't know what you're going (laughs) to... You know what's dripping down there? (laughs) Drip, drip. They fly through the night searching for pregnant women so that they can suck the baby out of their bellies. Ew. Uh, But they're found on the island of Bali in Indonesia. I was really wanting to go to Bali, but never mind. Not anymore. If you do, don't look up with your mouth open. (laughs) Number six is the barong. It has rolling eyes and a lolling tongue and long teeth. But despite its appearance, uh, the barong is considered a creature of good fortune. He's the king of the spirits, leader of the hosts of good, and is constantly battling the evil child-eating witch, Rangda. 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 But Barong is in, in Bali as well. So, man, imagine a fight between Barong and Legak. I would pay. I would pay. I'd pay. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Number seven is Chinthi. These are super popular, oh. actually. And they're really cool. They're great lion dogs of Myanmar. That often have wings and nearly always appear in pairs. They're ferocious, brave, and loyal, and they guard temples and shrines. When I first looked these up, they reminded me of, you remember the big stone beasts in Tomb Raider? Mm-hmm. When she goes into that one temple and then she's like fighting them and stuff. Yeah. That's what they remind me of. Okay. Yeah. I was picturing I, in India, especially, you see a lot of like stone gargoyles like that guard yeah. that are like surrounding like a temple or yes. a garden or something like that. That's exactly. What I was thinking of. So, number eight is Vitala. They're demons that haunt the battlefields in India. They seek new hosts constantly and inhabit the bodies of their last victims. But if their current body is destroyed, then their spirit just moves on to another. And they just constantly kill and kill and wow. move on to a host and kill. That's scary. Really creepy. The idea of it being on a battlefield. Yeah, it's really ooh, scary. That's really Not creepy. visiting any battlefields in India. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm the whole get, trip's canceled. This story is kind of lighthearted. I kind of like this one. Okay, cool. So this uh, number nine is a palala. 
The legend is most commonly told in Buddhist teachings. It's a ghastly, huge water monster from the Swat River in Pakistan. He was once a magician named Gandhi. No, I'm sorry. Ganji. (laughs) Not Gandhi. I was going to upset some people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He restrained dragons with special charms. But whenever the local people failed to show him gratitude for all that he was doing to keep dragons at bay, he resolved to be reborn as Apalala, the worst of all serpents. Um, He brought storms and floods and devastated crops, but he was tamed by Buddha. And now he just floods the earth every 12 years so that he can feed. Oh, geez. People say like, oh, he converted to Buddhism. Oh, my gosh. So I don't really see a big water beast just converting to Buddhism. I feel like Buddha was probably like, hey, sit down. Sit down. (laughs) Simmer down. And finally, number 10 is Makara. 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 (laughs) The sea monster is common in the stories of Indonesia, Thailand, and India. It takes many forms and often appears with body parts of elephants and crabs. But it's usually just made up of at least two different creatures. You have like one earth creature and then one sea creature. Okay. And I'll make up this one this one thing. They're considered guardians of gateways and thresholds and they protect throne rooms as well as entryways to temples. It's most commonly a recurring creature in Hindu and Buddhist temple iconography. Okay. So if you go into temples and stuff, then you'll see them in there. I got these creatures from a book called The Atlas of Monsters. A really wonderful lady got for me for my baby shower. Mm -hmm. She is like an OG fan. I'm not going to say her last name, but her first name is Megan. She's an awesome mom like she's one of the coolest people i ever met she's so positive i'm gonna have to go through the book more and um just go through each section Mm -hmm. and pick some to talk about on on the show because they're it's really cool i'm glad you liked it yeah i loved it i love cryptids i love everything everything about them i think it's fascinating Mm -hmm. i love learning about different cultures takes on things because especially flipping through that book i was seeing a lot of cryptids that were different names but same descriptions Mm -hmm. and the way that these cultures will take things and they'll use these cryptids as lessons for children and tell them like this is what happens if you if you do this this is what happens if you do that yeah um remember the done cool that mom made up dad made that up. dad made that up right we were in the truck and Mm -hmm. like we were literally just got back home from like the movies or something yeah and it was dark and we got out of the truck and we're like where we grew up it's like surrounded by woods like there's forests on like two sides of us and then there's a road like right down the middle yeah well we've always grown up like living right next to the woods and actually like we both live next to the woods like that's just how it is in west virginia yeah unless you live in a city like, we literally just get out of the truck, and Dad just got done telling us this story about the Duns. And, like, they're, like, these pig-like creatures mm-hmm. that would, like, feast on children. and Walk on their hind legs. And yeah. And they have spikes sticking out of their backs. And yeah. I think long... he took a little bit from the village on that Maybe. one. <laughs> Maybe. Which, that scared me to death when I was a kid. I was oh, like, I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. But, yeah, cryptids are just fun. Mm-hmm. They're so fun. And if you're ever wondering why we haven't done a Bigfoot episode yet, it's because it's so big and we have such a different view on Bigfoot that we want to be very careful about how we cover it because we don't want it to be to be like one of these episodes where we're talking about a bunch of cryptids at once and we're kind of lighthearted and you know whatever because there's a lot of stuff going on 
with Bigfoot and yeah. with the Bigfoot communities. So we are going to do a Bigfoot episode. I, I want, I'm going to like channel all my energy into one. I think both um, of us might have to tackle it. I think so too. <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah. Like you cover one half North America and I'll cover the other half. Oh yeah. We'll do something like that. But do you want to give the ending remarks, Shay? Sure. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on all our social medias. So you don't miss any updates, picture references for each episode. Our Facebook page is Tis Odd Podcast. Our Instagram is at Tis Odd Podcast. And please leave us a review on Facebook and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can do that now on Spotify. So that would be great because it please helps do us that. grow. It makes us feel good, too. Yeah. And once us... <laughs> yeah. It strokes our ego. So we love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then also feel free to shoot us an email with any questions or comments or episode suggestions because we may just take those suggestions and it could be the next episode yep um and that email is tizoddpodcast at gmail.com until next time adios oddballs